the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I am so glad that you have joined me today. And I have a very special show for you today. Two authors that have written a book, and it is brand new, which I'm really excited about because I get to be one of the first people to interview them about this book. And it is called Mothering from Scratch. And I've read, not the book in its entirety, but I've read a a great majority of it. And I have to tell you, it's very revolutionizing, and I'm very excited about this book. So my guests today are Melinda Means and Kathy Helgemo. Now, Kathy... I really should have asked you exactly how to spell how to say your name before we got on the air. So tell me if I said your last name correctly. You did a perfect job. Oh, thank the Lord. Okay. <laughs> so Melinda and Kathy have put together this phenomenal book, and I, I have to really commend you guys on the organization of it because I, I kind of look sometimes at the way books are organized. They help me read them, and they they help me stay engaged. And so... You know, it has these wonderful, like, loving spoonfuls that you have, which are really kind of little positive things. And you have some, you know, let's get cooking, which is all these wonderful questions and provoking thoughts. And, like, why don't you think about this and let's work on this. And so it really helps to get kind of kind of get us through the book. So, Kathy, I want to ask you or Melinda to maybe just give us an idea of what was the impetus of this book. Well, um, Kathy and I uh, had been friends. Um, well, we knew of each other. Kathy's uh, husband was actually my kid's pediatrician. Ah, oh, got so it. I, yep. So I kind of knew of her. But then, um, as God would have it, he caused our paths to meet on the bleachers of a baseball field when both of our kids happened to be on the same team. And we were both going through a fairly rough time. Uh, in our lives and in our mothering when our paths crossed. I was entering um, middle school, and uh, it was um, anything that I kind of thought I knew about mothering sort of went out the window when I um, my oldest uh, hit middle school, and I was just really, really struggling and feeling completely inadequate as a mom. Uh, and, you know, Kathy was, was going through a rough time, too, and we started sharing uh, with each other, and we found out with it, you know, we weren't alone, that we were having a lot of the same struggle. And uh, I know Kathy about Crow for the first time she came over to my house, 
And I had, like, 30 parenting books on my shelf. <laughs> like, what are you doing wrong And, you know, I was trying to find that winning formula. The, the, I was going to, you know, find the blueprint and try to go by it and, and be a better mom. And the problem was that all those formulas didn't work. And, but instead of thinking that there was something wrong with the formula, that it just didn't fit, I felt like I was doing something wrong and that I was messing it up. And through my friendship with Kathy and, you know, other things that God used in my life, he began to really show me that I didn't have to follow a formula, that I could be the unique mom that he created me to be based on my personality and on the personality of my kids. And um, that was a message that we felt like moms really needed to hear. And it was a lot of what we were hearing from other moms about, you know, having that same kind of struggle. Like, I'm trying to do it right, but it just doesn't seem to be working. So that's really what was behind us uh, writing, you know, Mothering from Scratch. Well, I think that's a, that's what I think is the most revolution revolutionary idea. And it should be kind of a, a duh moment for all of us that, of course, we would have our own unique mothering style. But somehow it's kind of been hijacked in that we kind of think that we have to find the right way to mother and be the right kind of mother and do the mothering perfectly. And if we just do it right, then our kids are going to be okay. Instead of recognizing that, wow, God made me a certain way and I impact people in very unique, original and still similar ways, like we still have templates to work from that are appropriate, but really understanding that I can relax and be me because God picked mm-hmm. me for this child for whatever reason. Yeah. Obviously, I'm the one that's going to have the greatest impact. And so it's re- really learning that. And you, you kind of help people learn that in this book, don't you? Yes, and that's how we set it up, Cynthia. We set up the book in a manner of... For moms, uh, it's a very mom-friendly format. I don't know about you or any of the listeners that you have, especially with young children. We didn't have time to read volumes about about motherhood and and you know different ways of doing things. We wanted uh, something that was very easy to pick up and put down and get a nice, uh, inspiring chapter in a. Sh- in a relatively short amount of time so that you felt like you were walking away with something very practical and proactive. And so that's why the book is organized in the manner which is organized um, in those small, easy-to-read chapters. Also, um, you know, our mothering is so unique. Like you said, um, we talk in the book about using the Myers-Briggs temperament. Yes, I love the Myers-Briggs. And um, and one of the things that uh, we really found, I, I found, Melinda found too, is that, you know, most people use, use that inventory for business purposes and career choices and that kind of thing. Uh, it really affects our parenting style. And you know, that's the, we, major, that's the major tool I use for relationship counseling. Well, doesn't that make wow. sense? I mean, our, our relationships with our children are, are, yes. are, so, are so important. And, you know... Uh, it, when our child is very congruent with our personality type, it can feel easier during certain stages of their life. Um, but other times that can cause conflict. But, I, you know, that was a very uh, powerful tool for both of us. Also, you know, just understanding that, you know, like Melinda talked about with her 
plus parenting books on the shelf. That's just so much information. It's ridiculous. And now we have even more information because now we can Google everything and we can look up just about any possible topic or issue with parenting that we could possibly imagine is available at our fingertips. And, and so we can we can really beat ourselves up with all that information. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. See, I think this when you were talking about the Myers Briggs, this it's it's a temperament inventory. It's not a personality test, which is I always like to let people know that you can certainly right. go online. It's a temperament test. It is not measuring pathology like depression or anxiety. It's really measuring the way you interact with the world, in, with yourself, what information is important to you, how you do information, how you process information, how you make decisions. And so it's fascinating that you say that because the very thing that I liked about your book is how then very adaptable it is because it's one of these books that for those of you that might be really linear and you like step-by-step concrete things, it works perfect. For those of you that are more (laughs) adapters, you can open up any page and it's relevant. And so you can jump all over the book and, uh, you know, you don't even have to read from cover to cover. And so I really appreciated that style of writing. Oh, good. We're glad you noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we didn't want I mean, it's not a book where it's like, okay, here are the five main personality types as a mom, and, you know, here's where you fit. We wanted to really take moms more on a journey and um, just help them to kind of do some introspection and think about the, you know, the ways that they mother and the ways that, you know, the personality of their kids and and then at the end of the chapters, they can, you know, we have some discussion questions that really help them start to think, okay, on the topic of, um, you know, uh, well, we have a chapter in the book on um, feeding our soul, feeding, you know, uh, doing uh, our quiet times and, and just spending time and getting to know um, God better. And there's so many different ways that we can work that into our schedules as moms. And so kind of taking them through, here are some different ways that you can do it. And here's how, um, you know, and you need to to think about what works for you, what works for your personality, what works for your schedule. Um, And so it's more of a uh, journey than it is uh, a real concrete, these these are the five things and where do you fit? I think that's awesome because one of the things I noticed about your book that I am encouraged about is the amount of stress and strain and burnout that we, especially in our American culture, have. And we kind of do that on crack in our churches Uh because we so much want to be better than the world that we are carrying this burden to just be something that God is saying, you know, that's your imagination. I never told you to do that. And and so it's really helpful when you read a book like this, because one of the things that causes us to be a better version of ourself is relaxation. So when I'm relaxed in my mind, I make much better decisions. I ha- I'm less reactionary. I'm not amplifying things and re- so reactive. I'm not I'm not majoring in the minors and not, you know, I'm the majors. And so it's one of these things where when we can get people to just kind of relax and recognize that, you know, God knew who he was giving children to. He knew you. It wasn't like he went, well, I hope she's going to be an okay mom. We're going to try it and see it. You know, he really knew who he was giving children to. And I think it's really remembering that. 
And the pressure that we receive from our society as moms is just, it can be so overwhelming. One of the more popular sections of the book has to do with guilt and just the the processing of that guilt. Um, You know, we talk the book, we talk about in the book about the difference between condemnation and conviction. And one of the things that we really hold on to as Christians is that condemnation, complete condemnation, really doesn't come from our Lord. You know, it really, the conviction of our heart that he gives us as, as, as his loved ones and people that have, you know, um, our, our own choices when it comes to um, our, our actions, that's the, that conviction is what really can propel us to continually improve and move into a positive direction. Well, I think that that's probably, a, this is a great um, break that we're going to take right here because this is a really important part of discerning between condemnation and conviction and what the enemy wants to do to our souls. And so this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad you're joining me today with Melinda Means. Kathy Helgamo with a wonderful book called Mothering from Scratch. So join me in the next segment. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. And I am Cynthia Hyatt, and I am really excited about the guests I have today. It's Melinda Means and Kathy Helgamo. They have written a wonderful book called Mothering from Scratch. And I just want to give you some information. If you heard the last segment, um, I'm going to give you some information as to how to get in contact with them, get the book, see some of the blogs that they've written. If you're just joining in right now and you haven't been able to hear the show in its entirety, you can always go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and all those podcasts are there. And I I really encourage you to do that. This is really a phenomenal, revolutionary way of looking at mothering shouldn't be so revolutionary, but it's a wonderful new insight that we really haven't talked about before, and it's really understanding your unique mothering style. And so we certainly have templates that we follow for parenting that work that are similar to every child, but it's your unique way of implementing them that is so important. And so we last, last, left the last hour, the last segment, talking about the difference between condemnation and conviction. So, Kathy and Melinda, thank you for being here. So why don't we start there again and talk about that idea of condemnation and conviction? Well, um, I know that uh, that's one of the the biggest barriers that has been in my mothering is feeling like everything that is happening with my kids, what, you know, they're, whether they're misbehaving or um, they're struggling in some area, um, either academically or socially, um, that somehow that can be traced back to something that I did or I didn't do. Exactly. <laughs> and what happens uh, is that that just, at least for me, it just completely paralyzes me in my mothering. It doesn't uh, motivate me to do better because I don't think I can do better. It makes me feel hopeless. Like, you know, I'm just never going to be able to be enough for my kids. And when I realized that that was true, I was never going to be enough for my kids, that only God 
could be enough for them. And when I was able to start really turning to him and saying, I am lost here. I don't know what I'm doing in this situation. And maybe sometimes there wasn't anything that I could do. You know, sometimes we just have to let our kids struggle and fail. And that is really hard for us as moms. Um, And sometimes we have to let us struggle and fail and know that God compensates and God has already made provision for our mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and when there are things that he wants to change us to change in our mothering and in the way that we're handling with our kids, it's never it's it's never um a condemning scolding that he gives us. It's always uh you know, an insight that he gives us, but he always does it, you know, firmly but gently. I always know that okay, I need to change this about my mothering, but when it's from the Holy Spirit, when it's conviction it motivates us. It makes us feel like it's possible, like it's possible to change. It's possible for me to change. I may not be able to change my kids. I have to leave that up to God. But I, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can change things that maybe are, you know, hurting my kids or, or just certainly not helping in certain, you know, certain areas. So um, that I- condemnation, though, I think it just is, well, I, I think what you're saying that really, I think, resonates with people. And, and some, what helps me is I always remind myself, if I'm feeling condemned, I want to move away from God. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I have to fix everything, get it all together before I go talk to him. So I have all that shame. I have all that guilt. So it causes me to kind of move away. And I also lose my faith because I stop believing that things are going to be okay, that God's on my side. Mm-hmm. When I get that conviction... Even if it's hurtful and painful, mm-hmm. it, it somehow is delivered in such a holy, holy way that I immediately feel closer to God and, like you said, motivated to change and feel like it's maybe possible to change. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great way to say it. So I yeah, think, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to comment on what you were saying, Cynthia, is that you just illustrated the best description of mommy guilt. Oh, okay. Good. Mommy guilt is really an illusion that we are ultimately in control. And that really is such a lie. If we were in control, then again, all of our children's uh, struggles and uh, deficits and all those things would be in our control. And also all of their achievements and all the positive things would be up to us as well. And that's certainly not true. That's their own doing. But mommy guilt really gives us this illusion that we have control over everything. And as you know, you name it, a mom will feel guilt about it. It's, it's amazing to me what women will put on their shoulders as moms. But we can always be assured that our imperfection really breeds humility. Our kids are going to understand that grace, that, that the grace from God that we receive, that it is accessible. They can watch it in us, and it will impact their view of God. And it really helps mirror just a fraction of God's forgiveness for us. When they see us in that state of conviction and that state of trying to have a teachable heart that God is trying to pierce and use, that's what they'll learn. And that's what 
we don't have to hide from our children. We have to let them know that we are truly, truly imperfect and we're trying our best, but that God will always redeem our mistakes. Oh, I love, I think that's awesome. Now, we're coming close to the end, and so I want to make sure that people understand where they can get get this great information. And this, the book, again, is called Mothering from Scratch, and you can go to motheringfromscratch.com, and they have a whole access to blogs. You can subscribe to that, and you can really see wh- what the whole process of this whole parenting, mothering thing really is, so that there can be more hope in the mothering process. You can enjoy, you can truly enjoy your kids better. You can really, really help the relationship that you have with God improve. And the better we do our relationship with God, the better we really experience Him, the better we parent. So you can get this book on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, ChristianBooks.com. So they really are, are, are being very welcomed into the literary community. And, and I'm excited about this book. And I want to really encourage you moms to really begin to understand how to mother the way God has called you, that it, it is a calling on your life. And so that you can enjoy that calling and not to feel burdened by that calling, but to truly enjoy it, do it well and experience it. And so anything you want to say, Kathy or Melinda, before we end this segment, we have about 20 seconds. Well, just that um, I think that the the more that um, moms lean into God, the more they're going to find that unique person, that unique mom that he gave, that, you know, he designed them to be. Because uh, that is always the starting place. With, with anything in our mothering is going to God because he's the source of all wisdom. And, and he gives us not only wisdom, but courage to do the things that we need to do in our mothering. I think that's, I think that's awesome because that is our source and we can't let ourselves, we, we don't want to forget that we are still his children. He is still parenting us and that he knows what he's doing with his kids. And so we can really trust the process that God has us in. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about this wonderful new book, Mothering from Scratch. You can always go to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's the website and listen to the show in its entirety. Visit my Facebook page, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. Thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I'm very excited about the topic we have today. This is called Mothering from Scratch, and it is a great way to really relook at how you parent and how you want to be a mother and really understanding that God has called you to be a mom and he's called you to do it in the way that he has created you, not in the way that he has created created other women and that we he doesn't want us comparing ourselves to other women unless we're simply borrowing good things that seem to be working. So we are never to compare ourselves to find out where we are on this vertical hierarchy, whether we're a better mom or a worse mom. That really is the enemy's foothold. And so I have Melinda Means and Kathy Helgamo who have written this book all the way from Florida. They are uh-huh. talking to me this morning. And so this is a really important aspect. Um, that we are dealing with here, and that's the idea of mothering and how we were mothered and really understanding how that relationship with our own mom affects how we mother our children. And we were talking on the break about this 
this concept that we, we sometimes get so caught up in not wanting to do it the way our moms did, that we don't want our kids to experience any of maybe the heartache our mothers gave us, or we had this like super mom, so we want to emulate her perfectly and not let her down. And so we miss the, the process that God has in us for being who he made us as a mom and what we uniquely have to offer our children. And, you know, Cynthia, I think another aspect of that is when we don't think that we got certain things from our mother that we thought we should have or that we wished that we had gotten, that I think it's really easy for moms to fall into the trap of overcompensating for those things that we, that we wished we'd had. Excellent um, point. And uh, so instead of, you know, uh, instead of uh, just trying to fill in maybe for those gaps, we end up, uh, you know, going into unhealthy territory. I mean, I know I have done that, you know, um, with I talk a little bit in the book about my mom having some untreated um, mental illness. And so I didn't really feel uh, maybe as heard as I wished that I that I had, you know, when I was a child. And uh, so my personality, which is to be on the people-pleasing side, really went overboard with making sure my kids felt heard. And uh, that wasn't always, that wasn't always good. I, it's, well, it's kind I, of, it's kind of giving them something that you needed and not figuring out what it is that they actually need. It, exactly. Exactly. And it, it ended up where I was maybe giving them too much of a forum, uh, much of a say in things because I felt like I hadn't been heard enough. And then that, that was not in their best interest because that ended up being, you know, enabling and uh, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a good thing. So that's the, that's the thing that I think moms really need to be aware of, that we can't look at our moms with an unforgiving microscope, but we can't look at them with rose colored glasses. And we have to be sure that we're not trying to uh, overcompensate for what for what they did or didn't give us. I think I think that's ex- excellent. I have this. Uh, it's I think it's the chapter sifting it all out, mm-hmm. and you talk about uh, you say God is willing and able, and you quote the Matthew eleven twenty nine verse about Jesus says, "Take your, your, my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle, humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls." And and then a little side, um, you have whatever our stories may be. Our children deserve healing mothers. Notice we didn't say healed. So we have about two minutes. So talk about that for a minute. Well, as far as uh, that was a statement that when we were writing that, I I remember very specifically uh, when we were writing that and talking about how we as mothers are going to always be on a journey of healing from, uh, you know, from our our lives, our entire (laughs) lives. And, and, and like you said, it's not like we're going to arrive one day as a mom. It's a journey. And so we really feel that God has called us to stay on that journey with him and continue healing any uh, wounds or, or deficiencies that we feel like we have. And, and that's really all we can do for our children um, as a mom is to continue that search and to show them that that struggle exists, but it's a positive struggle. 
that's what the human condition is, is, is trying to uh, get closer to Jesus. And, and that's what we mean by that statement of our children deserve healing mothers, even though we didn't say healed. Because, because, that you know, yes. because really what we're doing is we're saying to them, I'm walking out the verse Philippians 1, 1, 6, that God said he's doing a good work in me. He's going to complete it. So I need to let him complete that. And that role models that for our children. So we're, we have one more segment left. Listeners, I want to encourage you to stay on, stay on the um, station, listen to the rest of the show. If you can't, always visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. I am with Melinda Means and Kathy Helgemo with their book, Mothering from Scratch. So join us in this last segment. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today with Melinda Means and Kathy Helgamo, who have just released a brand new book. Actually, it was January 20th of this year called Mothering from Scratch. And it is really about this idea that we need to stop trying to be this mom that we think we're, we should be, would be, ought to be. And if only we were that, then our kids would be perfect. But to really be the mom that God designed us to be, that we really are the only ones that can parent that way. We are the only mom that can be that kind of mom. And so we certainly can learn from others' mistakes, learn from their successes. There's certain, you know, developmental templates that we want to really understand about our children. But the idea is that we take all that information and then we really do it the way God has called us to do it. Would that, would that be kind of what, what you guys are saying? Oh, yes. I mean, that's actually, uh, you know, just the most important message of the book is our uniqueness as moms and how God, God's design is perfect, but we're not perfect. And so that's why it's so important for us to uh, reach out to others and look for encouragement and instruction. But we need to do that in an approach that fits our current mothering reality and uh, not someone else's. It's, it's really got to be individualized. I think that's important because we really don't want to moralize everything. You know, we want, and we have a tendency to do that. And we talked, you know, off air, the three of us, and we were talking about this whole idea about not looking at other mothers as rivals, but maybe we want to look at them as more comrades. They're in their own battle, just like we're in our own battle. And we can maybe have some more uh, compassion and empathy. And, and this idea, and, and you guys brought it up with me when we were talking about, you know, not comparing and contrasting. And, and I, I tell my clients daily that the enemy wants us to make life vertical where it's a hierarchy. And they're above me and I'm above them. And, and we're jockeying for position on the hierarchy. And God always wants to make that vertical line go horizontal. That we are all equal. We are at different places in our lives doing different things, our own unique path, and we are all equal. And so when we can kind of think about it in that way, we cut down on that competitive feeling that, oh, I wish I would have done it that way, or they always do it better than I do, and they always look put together when they show up at the soccer game, and they always look great with their kids. Their kids are all put together, and mine, you know, their ponytails are backwards, and oh, my gosh. And so it's... It's, can you have a backwards ponytail? <laughs> now that I think about what I just said. I don't know. <laughs> I could probably figure out how to do that. So is this really this idea about what that competition does and to recognize in our heart 
when we are competing. And, and when we are doing that, we generally are going to feel condemnation. We're going to feel less than. Right, so exactly. talk a little bit about that and what, that, what you guys have discovered and what that means. Well, one of the, I think one of the goals that we have is really taking mothering completely out of the category of competition. Um, motherhood is a ministry, and Jesus never sent out his children to minister alone. And that's one of the things we have to hold on to as moms is that looking for other people to walk alongside us and help us in our mothering that are relationally appropriate for us is so vital to our happiness as a, as a mom and our children's well-being. So we talk about a mom-together approach that our peers, someone that can be our age or younger, you know, perhaps older, but that our peers can also be our mentors in one or more areas of our mothering. It's not necessarily going to be what is typically thought of as the Titus II mom and or Titus II woman, I should say. And when we change our perception of what that is, it really does help us form what is going to be best for us and what's going to work better for our family and for helping us mother more congruently with our personality. Well, an, an example of that is um, when my daughter was in middle school, and it was just a really, I mean, for a lot of moms, I think that can be a really rough time. It's a, a transition where they're being more independent and assertive, and I was really having a difficult time connecting with my daughter. And But I noticed at church there was a younger mom, younger than me, with younger kids, who was really able to connect with my daughter in a way that at that particular time I just could not. And so I went to her and I just asked her, do you have any advice for me? Wow. And not only do you have any advice for me, but can you just uh, make it a point to pour into my daughter's life some things right now that I, she won't hear me say? And that was huge in that particular time in my life and in my daughter's life. And this is uh, a mom that continues to pray for my daughter. This is, you know, four years later, continues to pray for my wow. daughter, continues to um, interact with her. And, you know, I just saw her at church on Sunday and she said, let me know when Molly's first track meet is. I want to come out and see it. And that was a relationship that, uh, you know, at that time I was feeling really inadequate and vulnerable, but I knew that I needed help and that I was going to have to to swallow my pride and and ask for help. Um, and uh, I think as moms, when we start doing that kind of thing, we immediately feel more hopeful and less isolated. I think it's an excellent point, and I really want to encourage moms out there that, you know, you were fortunate that the woman you reached out to ended up being a safe person. Right. And we really want to encourage ourselves to not only be humble enough to ask for help, but we want to be the person that if somebody does ask for, for, from us, that we do not meet them back with judgment and condemnation. 
Mm-hmm. Or, wow, I didn't have that problem. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad she finally asked someone for help on that one. <laughs> you know, and we can do that as women. I mean, we, we can have that kind of ugly spirit about us. And we don't always know that we're necessarily doing it. But it's that feeling of superiority. And, and some of, we, we want to give ourselves a little bit of a break. Some of that feeling of superiority feels really good because we don't feel it very often. <laughs> so, you know, it can be kind of, you know, and we forget that, wow, this woman is coming to me. And and really humbling herself because she's really struggling. And I know I have been there, and I want to really commend her for doing that. And I want to be a healing person for her to encourage and reinforce that process so that the enemy has less of a foothold with all of us moms. Absolutely. Yes, and I mean, a, a nice way of looking at that situation is really viewing other moms around us and in their times of need, as really an extension of what Jesus calls the least of these, and understanding that in a vulnerable mom and someone who is going through something that is very difficult, that is just as much the face of Jesus as anyone else, and to treat her like we would treat our Lord and Savior is really important, and not with a feeling of of superiority or you know, giving her a vibe that we've got it all figured out, that's certainly not going to help anybody, but with a sense of true help and true lifting up and uh, putting our own needs aside when we feel strong enough to help someone else, that's incredibly vital to uh, the culture of moms helping one another and not viewing each other in any light of comparison. See, I think that is really imperative that we recognize our own hearts and, and really understand why the enemy would want us to indulge in superiority. Because the enemy knows that we are going to be judged much less for our mistakes than for our pride. Mm-hmm. And we will answer to God for a heart that is superior to other women in their heartaches and their insecurities and their hurts and their worry and their feelings of incompetency. We're going to, get in a, we're going to have a lot bigger talk with God about that one than when we're missing the mark with our children. And so I think, so we have about five minutes left. So I want to, if you're just listening in, I have uh, Melinda Means and Kathy Helgamo talking about their book, Mothering from Scratch. And you can find them at motheringscratch.com. You can be uh, a part of their blogs and you can get, you can subscribe to that. You can also find their book on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and ChristianBooks.com. And it has just been released, so it's a really awesome new book. I'm very thankful to have them. And so, Kathy, Melinda, I want to give you both just maybe about a couple minutes here to just really say to the listeners what you think is really on your heart. You know, as you're talking, Cynthia, one of the things that um, has been really on my heart uh, lately because my my oldest two, I have four and in some, and my oldest two that are off in a way at college right now, um, that experience of knowing that there's a time in my mothering that is sort of ended and there's a new kind of mothering that's starting. My youngest is 11, so I'm, I still definitely have children at home. But one of the things that we, we have talked a lot, even during this interview, is about help and what that looks like and how to ask for it, and, and how we should treat other other moms when they ask for it. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to share with your listeners that 
they are really not going to regret any of the time and energy that they put into raising their children. But that with me, I will share that it was really the regret of not asking for enough help in those areas where I felt very weak. And that's where I have the most regret because if I could have eliminated some of that burden, it would have made for a much more pleasant, satisfying mothering experience. So I just really encourage any mom out there that's struggling in any area of her life to seek some help and guidance from from loving people. You know, their needs will not be turned down when they ask loving people and look for people that will truly honor their request. And so that's that's primarily what I wanted to share in these last few minutes. Awesome. What else? Well, um, the thing that comes to mind for me, um, probably because this was a big struggle for me, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that, is that as I was trying to follow all these formulas, I felt like I had to be really rigid and get it all perfect. And that just did not make for a very relaxed mommy in the home. Exactly. (laughs) And one of the things that God has really been showing me um, as he's been growing me on this mothering journey is to quit being so focused on perfection, not only my perfection of being a mom, but on my kids' perfection, being really focused on their behavior all the time and, you know, not wanting them to ever mess up or to make me look bad or all those things that we worry about as moms, but to allow him to show me ways that I can reach their hearts um, because the heart is what's going to change the behavior. I mean, that's where the Holy Spirit doesn't work on our behavior. He works on our hearts. Mm. And so that's one of the things that I have really been trying to allow God to do in my mothering. I think that's very well said. I I so appreciate uh, Melinda, Kathy, you guys being on my show today. It's been very enlightening, very helpful. And I know the listeners are going to be very um, moved and encouraged by it. And I really want to encourage all of you listeners to um, purchase the book. I mean, it really is a very nicely done, and it is easy to read, and it's very encouraging. And certainly, uh, you'll probably appreciate their blogs tremendously. That's part of where the book came from, was some blogs that they had started doing. And so... I want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to the show in its entirety, you can find it on CynthiaHyatt.com. You can also uh, visit my Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. You can find Melinda and Kathy at MotheringForScratch.com, and you can purchase the book on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and ChristianBooks.com. Thank you again, Kathy and Melinda. And listeners, have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. 
Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.